B C A B C A B C A B C A B C A B C Welcome, everyone, to the Uppy and Stash Show. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, with me tonight, we have my podcasting partner in crime, Stash. Stash, how are you doing? I am as well as I could be, but happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I, I thought I wasn't allowed to have one this year that you said in text message. I approve. Um, Beardo is here, our newest team member. Beardo, how are yeah. you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, I'm not drunk enough, but I think we're going to yeah. fix that here in a second. Uh, yeah, and, we'll take care of that. Uh, for the second year in a row, out of birthday obligation, we have Mrs. Eppy. Mrs. Eppy, how are you? I Ms. am tired. Perf- Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for <laughs> bearing with us. But at least you don't have to work at 4 a.m. tomorrow like you did last year. So right? at least you have the day off. You know, you're still stuck with me all day. Um, <laughs> so, um, Cats out of the bag. We're here not celebrating Mother's Day. We're here celebrating me. So sorry, Mrs. Eppy. This is my podcast, not yours. Uh, <laughs> I kid. I love you. Uh, so real quick, if you don't mind us going silent for a second, uh, we are having a shot of, well, three of us, I think, are having a shot of tequila. Beardo, what do you got for a shot? Uh, I've got a nice, lovely shot of vodka here. Sweet. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had it. Doing <laughs> it from Mother Russia. Thought, it might be the one you left at my house, and like a few months later, we gave it back. And after you hear that one, that thing clean the enamel off your teeth, or what? what mm-hmm. Is that bad? Yeah. So we're gonna do this, and then we'll discuss what beer we're drinking tonight. So all right, salute. Um, yeah. Great idea, wow. Sash. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Sash, I saw this beautiful cup you're drinking beer out of. What's cup you're drinking beer out of? Well, um, considering that I had to stop at a little liquor store in BFE. I had to get a little bit of Blue Moon. That's what I'm doing tonight. But I'm at the little vodka in there, so I got the Belgian white going on tonight. So yeah. I I would I wanted to surprise you and do a Coors, but I didn't want to disappoint you on your birthday uh, because I put on underwears. And I know we talked about it earlier that I wouldn't wear any underwears, so I had to make up for it with a nice, good beer. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, Beardo. Well, I have a feeling we're drinking the same thing. So, do you want to talk about what you're drinking? No, because I don't think we're drinking the same thing. Really? really? I'm shocked. Yeah. Did what you already you bust it out? I have the All Together um, collaboration. Um, this one's from Dying Breed, but there are, was it like 500 breweries around the world brewing I think, this? I think there were 718 at last count. Oh, that is so many. But what's really cool about this beer is that it is um, all of the proceeds are going to local businesses to help keep them afloat during this time. 
And I think um, it's specifically like food service and like mm-hmm. it is those, yeah. those in the service industry are benefiting. Yeah. Dying green, huh? I got a yeah. I gotta, and so I, what they got over here. I think they have uh, have identified thirty businesses in Oakdale, which is where Dying Breed is, that are going to be getting a share of the money from this beer. Um, and it's a hazy double IPA, right? All right. I don't know. It's, no, it's not double. It's I thought like, I saw it was. It's it only just a hazy IPA. It's just a regular single hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, humble brag, if I may, because no one really. Sure. Well, there's very few people who are on our Facebook page as fans. There's even fewer who listen to us. Um, <clears throat> humble brag, yeah. So uh, last week I was there on site, and I got to interview uh, Dan, Joey, and Josh, not Jacob. And after the interview was over, they actually opened the tank and poured me half a glass to let me try it. So I got to try unfinished, uncarbonated. Um, I don't take that honor lightly. I was super stoked and jazzed, and I went today, actually right before uh, Beardo got there, I think, and got my form back. <clears throat> but no, that's not all I'm drinking, but we're going to let Mrs. Eppy tell us her beer, and then I'll tell you mine. Oh, well, I'm enjoying a wonderful Corona again tonight. Mm. It's 90 degrees here today, so Corona yeah. fit. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Yeah, and it's it's starting to move to Corona time over here, too. It about more than one Corona. It was about seven of them. So Yeah, it's Corona time here. My beer of choice tonight, um, not the same as Beardos, but it came from the same place. So I have Dying Breed Brewing, and I'm drinking... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have another humble brag here in a second. Uh, Hoarder Porter, um, the best porter ever made. And my humble brag on this one is: if you were not one of the fifty-four current people who have listened to the interview, um, go listen. Um, it was actually me who got Josh, the numbers guy, on board with canning that beer. So the reason why that beer was ever available in cans was because of the podcast and my speaking so highly of the beer. Um, this one came mm. to us via Growler. I bought a Growler on what, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Um, and so I'm drinking from the Growler. We still have one can. And I might just stare at that can forever because they're like, man, <laughs> that's in the can because of me. How freaking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think cool. I'm going to drink it. Yep. Yeah, you should do it. I bought it for her. I said I would not touch it, and I haven't. So. Just did before work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here, despite the fact that Stash said I was not allowed to have a birthday show because we just did my birthday last year. He said. I last year, I felt like I felt like it was like a couple of months ago. We just did this for some reason. Yeah, we did a lot of podcasts in the last year. I mean, there's been like seventy recordings since then. So. Yeah, I know when you said you said all right birthday time, I was like, damn, did we just do that like last year or something? <laughs> just, maybe. No, what it was, we just did your birthday. Twenty twenty has just been so like effed up. Like I swear, like fucking February, March, just like you, I didn't even know what happened, and then May's here. Right, right? <laughs> it's been I so weird. April just sitting at home. Like, where did April go? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Watching Netflix all day is what happened. Yeah, but here we are. We're like, I don't know. It's I every I every Friday I feel like it's always Saturday and it's not and it's Friday and that's so fucked up. 
it's like Groundhog Day. It's so mm, fucked yep. up. Weird. It's, it really is because every Friday I feel like it's Saturday and it's not. It's fucking Friday. And then I wake up and it's Saturday and I'm like, Jesus Christ, now it's Saturday? <sighs> That's my grape. That's, that's all I got. I'm you know my regular now. job is that way? Your regular now my job? My, my new job the last seven weeks is also that way where it's like, hmm, it does not matter. It ends in Y. That's all that matters today is I'm home. <laughs> Lately, it's been Disney Plus. We have Disney Plus now, and that's all the little Epi loves. There yeah. you go, Disney Plus. Yeah. 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 That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So it's that's good. good. I can yeah. do my favorite movies on that app, so I'm okay with it. I can watch mm-hmm. National Treasure and National Treasure 2 anytime I want <laughs> because I don't care what it says. Nick Cage is the best fucking actor ever. So. So true. That's a true I'm, statement. I have started, I started, I don't know, like 10 years ago saying Nick Cage was the best actor. I'm pretty sure I was kidding when I started saying, but I've committed to it for so long <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I believe that Nick Cage is the best actor. Okay. Okay. Nicholas Coppola is an okay actor. Um, he is, uh, you know, uh, I, I like him more in that Con Air movie than I had anything else <laughs> for some reason. That whole mm-hmm. hick you know, accent that he tries to do, you know, that's, that's, I've thought some, I, I like it, but Conair's better. I disagree, but it's still Nick Cage. <laughs> it doesn't matter. His name, his name is Nicholas Coppola. The Cage is his fake name. You got to call him by his real name, his birth name. Yeah. He doesn't want me to know him by that name or else he'd go by that name. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me. Okay. It reminds me of that movie with with um, with Iron Man. What's his um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and oh, and, and Frank Zakanopoulos or whatever I <laughs> say his name. Um, and you know, and and he goes by his stage name, and he books the hotel room by his stage name, and he gets there, and he doesn't have an ID with the stage name on it. And they're like, "Well, how the <laughs> fuck was supposed to get to the hotel room?" Oh, I just I'm going by my stage name, anyways. I'm delirious. I've heard it for 12 hours. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll let you guys talk from here right now. I'm just going to drink. topic of discussion because I, I make the rules tonight. Uh, not much different. I make the rules most nights because uh, I'm the host. We just, but, don't get, we just don't get to argue tonight. Yeah, you're pretty yeah, much. Yeah. 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 We'll so, uh, everything. Yeah. First, okay. uh, first. Unless you have lots of humble brags. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so first trip around the, the the proverbial room here. How about we just share a travel story? Any travel story. Exciting, sad, uh, scary, funny. It doesn't matter. And uh, I'll take privilege and I'll start with the first one. And uh, not going to take very long, but I want to say like I think it was back in 2018 before little Uppy turned two and she still flew for free. Um it was March. We flew to Boston. There was no real reason to do this trip because <laughs> that's a long way to go. And we were only gone for three nights. And uh, we left on a Friday morning, came back, I think, Monday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Must have been a holiday weekend or something. Uh, but anyways, the thing that stands out to me other than uh, what I could say about Boston is that uh, – the last day of the trip, we drove up from my uncle and aunt's house in Connecticut up to Maine. We found the most southern point in Maine where you can get lobster year-round. Because uh, that's mostly a seasonal thing in the summer. 
and we went and had Maine lobster in Maine. And that was, I don't, I'm not one for bucket lists. I don't much believe in them, but when I do something cool in life, I'll sit there and say, oh, that was a bucket list thing. So I make them up as I go. Um, that way I don't have a list at the end that I did not accomplish. And I had a main, I had a surf and turf in Maine. Uh, sadly, I think the turf was better than the surf. I, I feel like they overcooked my lobster, but um, what is they, they knew you were from California. They Probably. did not because they don't believe that we were from California because we were not tanned enough. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. is that what they said? Tell us that. Yeah. So uh, oh. before we went so the day before we went up for the the, <laughs> the lobster, we were at a casino, the largest casino in North mm-hmm. America, I think, because my my uncle lives near like the two main casinos there in uh, Connecticut, and obviously it was March. A little bit colder, colder than what we're kind of used to, um, but not terrible. And we went to the buffet, and the hostess made some because you know, little Uppy's face was like all red because <laughs> she was not made for being out in 30 degree weather all day. And I felt like she kind of was trying to poke fun, but not in a mean spirited way. And we're like, Well, come on, we're from California, we're not used oh, to you're that. from California, where's her tan? But this lady was Asian, so she said in a very Asian way. <laughs> like, the words were not like, anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. No one, don't cover your mouth. No one listens anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think the people in Maine want to believe that we were in California either because it's not like we were tan anyways. So. I know. Being that where you guys are from, I'm just so surprised that you don't have a tan the way I do. You should be my color right now is what I'm saying. I got really tan when I grew up in Pennsylvania because it wasn't too hot to be outside. Out here, it just gets to be too hot to be outside. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, no one wants to be outside. I know. See, I'm I'm so I'm so pale that I go outside and I get sunburned, and then my skin peels off, and then I'm white again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You have the opposite. You have you have vitiligo, so you just get lighter. I have uh, re-vitiligo. I get darker. So, <laughs> and we we can confirm. Uh, little Uppy does not suffer from what Mrs. Uppy suffers mm. from. She got sunburnt when we went to visit you in June. Oh, and did I she? Think she actually she yeah. And Mrs. Uppy felt terrible. Like, oh my god, I'm a horrible mother. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, you are. And yeah. she still has it's that tan. True. It's May. It's been almost a year, and her tan line is still there. So yeah, but mind you, remember it was like a hundred and ten or something when you guys came down. I yeah, think right. We Diego, yeah, though, the, the like sunburn seven. happened in San Diego on the yeah. beach. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're yeah yeah. The air's thinner uh, in San Diego for some reason. But yeah, back to me though. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though it was March and it wasn't like welcome to my world. Right. Yeah, it's his birthday. <laughs> Even, even though it wasn't like the, – the trees were still dead in March. It wasn't like a springtime just yet. But it did make me hope to go back in the summertime when everything's green and people are actually out. I, I, I did not expect to go on that Boston trip and come back saying I would love to go back to Maine again. So there. And if anyone wants to volunteer to go next, have at it with any travel story. I don't know, Beardo. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Because I want to talk about the time I went to Gaycopia 
but I don't know if you want to yeah, well, talk about that. I'll, okay. I'll wait. You first. <laughs> I was joking. Uh, actually, the one of the, the best trips I've had was uh, traveling with um, with the little stash to Colorado um, and him and him being able to see all of, of you know, the mountains and stuff. Uh, the Rockies are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, I say that uh, if you go um, only go up one side of the mountain, come down the same side, because. We just we decided to do like a round trip, and it took like way longer than we had imagined it to be. <laughs> we went up, and we said, "All right, we'll come out the other side. We won't even worry about time. We're on vacation." Yeah, no, fuck that. I'll never do that again. But just <laughs> just so everybody knows, um, one half of uh, the Rockies is rich, and the other half is super rich. So nope. if you're in that category of being rich, you can live on one side of the Rockies and still be okay. But on the other side of the Rockies, it's uber rich. This is um, ski area, ski resort. Um, you're you're, you're multi millions, millions and millions of dollars. You have nothing to worry about. You're driving your Bentleys or whatever. So remember that as you stop into town and you happen to be a brown man walking in. Um, we stopped one time and then never stopped again because we were like, let's just get back down to the poor area and we'll be safe. So. <laughs> because I don't even think I don't even think the poor whites were safe where, where we were at. So we were like, no, we're not safe. Let's just get out of here. We're driving. We're, dri- we're driving a Hyundai Santa Fe. You know, what, what, what does that say about us? <laughs> <laughs> we we reeked we reeked of poorism <laughs> as we pulled in in our Santa Fe. <laughs> we we through travel stories about us pooping ourselves embarrassingly. So we're growing up, Sash. <laughs> mind you, mind you. I, I did I tell the story. I think I already told the story. You that did I last year, but no one in, listened. Yeah, but okay. So I okay. We went to Canyon of the Gods, I think it's called. And uh, the reason why it's called that is because some rich white spectator bought this land um, that belonged to the Indians. Of course, like, you know, they all belong to the Indians. And so uh, he bought it, but he did a really good job of making sure that there's no alcohol and all this other stuff can't be done. And it has to be absolutely free, blah, blah, blah. And anybody can go see it. Well, anyways, it's about, I don't know, 7,000 feet up. And, um, you know, good old stash here, stomach's not how it used to be anymore. And we ate and I had beer and I had, you know, coffee in the morning, whatever. So we decided to go for a hike. We go on this hike and I was like, holy shit, I'm on a bunch of shit. And like the nearest restaurant, probably like a half mile away. What it felt like it was a half mile away. So I'm scoping out places going, okay, where can I shit? This is not exactly like supernatural, but it's not exactly like, um, like made out where there's a restroom somewhere. So I'm hiking, I'm walking, I'm hiking, I'm walking, I'm going, all right, there has to be a place for me to shit. Finally, I go, okay, this cannot, I cannot go any further. I was like, all right, all right, Mrs. Stash, you have to go forward. <clears throat> I'm going to meet you. Where are you going to go? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I have to just go to the restroom really fast so I'm catch up with you. Okay. And so they start walking. I, I turn around, I start, you know, just kind of make a brisk walk and I go, oh no, oh no, this shit's coming out right now. I see a little path that you can go to so you can go climbing up this wall, bolt up this fucking path as fast as I can go, sit down and squat, and within seconds, just shit just comes out of my ass, like squirting. Unbelievable. And I swear, like, I moaned so loud, the birds left the tree. And, like, just, like, oh, man, 7,000 feet up, you just have no idea, like, the fucking 
pressure it puts on your stomach. So <laughs> I had enough toilet paper to make one wipe, and then the rest was improvising. So I went through two socks, <laughs> half a t-shirt, and a letter or whatever I had in my 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 fucking and myself at the time. So that made it. And then I um used the two baby wipes or three baby wipes that we happened to have just to clean up just in case. Because I wasn't using those first. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and then and then I buried it as best as I could. So um Canyon of the Gods got a piece of me that day, plus two socks. <laughs> and everything else that came with it. So, so, because the time that you went to the winery and did it on the side of the road in front of your brother. Oh, God, that was nuts. It's because I, I ate hot chili on the winery day, and then I drank whiskey, and then we went to the winery, and we went down this side road, and it was like, all right, you're a mile away. And it was so bumpy. I was like, holy shit, I got to get out. And they're like, what are you doing? Literally jumped down in front of this tree, sat down and squat, and took a shit in front of this guy's house because I was going to shit my pants. And they're both <laughs> laughing at me from the car and they can see me. And I don't even care. I'm squatting there going, stop fucking laughing and throw me like, <laughs> throw me the fucking baby wipes in the car. And I was done. I was probably squatted done within like 45 seconds. It felt like forever, but I was in and out about 45 seconds. And I was, we were back to the winery. Like nothing happened. <laughs> at least I thought nothing happened. Did you make eye contact? Was yeah, eye contact? I looked at him. I said, stop fucking laughing. Give me the baby wipes, man. <laughs> we got to get out of here. The dog's barking. So, good times, man. Don't don't drink whiskey and eat hot food and then go wine tasting all on the same day. <clears throat> Happy birthday, puppy. I, I know I've heard those two stories before, but I'm so glad I heard them again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. glad I heard them. I feel like a more complete man now. <laughs> I feel like my life is better off having heard those stories. Well, well, Uppy's Uppy's got some sharding pants moments in his life too, going to Vegas a couple of times. Let's just, so. let's just <laughs> turn this into the shit show. Beardo, tell you, tell, I, I know I know where Beardo's going with this. So mm-hmm. prepare I, for I, more really poop. I think this is Uppy's twelfth birthday because I swear he knew we were going to be telling poop stories. Absolutely know it. So, I will tell my story. Um, Every year, I try to get students to go to Europe so that I can get a nice free trip to Europe. (laughs) And in 2011, I took my very first trip to Europe with students. Um, Actually, my first trip to Europe, period. Um, And I had, I went with a tour group and we had stopped in Munich. And I had always wanted to go to Berlin. And the tour group told me we weren't going to Berlin. So about six months before the trip, I had checked everything out. I found we could go to Berlin for four days for 500 bucks a kid. And I said, we're doing it. So we booked a trip to Berlin. Um, Mrs. Beardo was absolutely irritated with me because I had never been out of the country. I don't speak German. And I had other people's children with me. She said, this is the most irresponsible thing you've ever done, and you're a bad person, and you're going to get fired. I said, maybe true, but this may be awesome. So we get to Berlin, and so we flew from Munich to Berlin, and we have to walk from the metro station to our hotel. And we get there, and it's it's a little hotel. It's cheap. It's, it's good for what we need it for. 
And so day one, we go do our thing. We see some sights and then we come back and we go to our rooms. And on night one, I'm tired. I just want to pass out. And about one o'clock in the morning, I hear something drag along the wall and then just thud on the floor. And to me, it sounded like someone had been carrying their, their rolling suitcase had rolled it along the wall and then dropped it. That's what it sounded like to me. So I just assumed someone had gotten in late and were checking in and accidentally banged my wall. So I go back to sleep. About an hour later, I wake up <laughs> and there is a smell <laughs> permeating my room. It smells like straight up poop. Ugh. It's not fart smell. Because fart smell and poop smell are completely different. It <laughs> smells like poop. And so I'm like, fuck. It's been a long day. Did I shart? So I'm checking <laughs> myself. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, huh. I wonder. I've heard that the plumbing may not be great in Europe. I wonder if my toilet's overflowing. So I go and check. Toilet's working fine. Look in the shower. Shower's looking fine. I'm like, Fuck. My window's open. I'm like, well, maybe I'm close to a sewer plant. And I didn't know. So I shut the window. And the smell gets worse. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? It's two o'clock in the morning and I have to deal with poop smell. Or I try to sleep and I can't. So I watch cartoons in German for five fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it's seven o'clock. I'm like, I'm just going to get up. Fucking take a shower, have a shitty ass day, but maybe that smell will go away. So I get dressed, get ready to go, and it's finally eight o'clock, time to go downstairs and meet with the kids. And I open the door, and this wall of poop smell hits me. Oh, just a million times worse. And I look down, and across the doorway of my hotel room is this girl covered in shit all down her legs what the hell? all up her back in her hair was she wearing a diaper so i look down and she looks like one of the girls on the trip i'm like fuck do not do not be little sally do not be but now I have to investigate, make sure it's not little Sally, because I'm fucking losing my job if this is little Sally. Yeah. Get down, look, thank God it's not little Sally. So I tap her on the shoulder. <laughs> I found an area where there's no poop. I checked it out thoroughly. Tapped her on the shoulder. I'm like, hey. No, he man, didn't. He, he tapped her on the shoulder with his foot like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're passed out in front of my room. And she just kind of looks at me and her eyes roll back in her eyes or in her head. I'm like, fuck. So I start poking her even harder. Nothing. I'm like, what? Not my problem. So I go downstairs. I tell the guy at the front desk. I'm like, hey, there's a girl in front of my room passed out covered in poop i swear to god i had nothing to do with this <laughs> yeah yeah <American. laughs> and he goes no problem i'll take care of it 
just like that. Like, it was something that happened all the fucking time. <laughs> no problem. I'll take care of it. It's like Berlin, okay. the Vegas of Europe. Yeah. All right. yeah. And so <laughs> my kids come downstairs. I tell them the story. And they're like, did you take pictures? <laughs> yeah. Like, Selfies? Did you get the selfie? <laughs> no. I didn't take pictures. They're like, well, then it didn't happen. I'm like, fuck. You're right. I said, you know, I bet when we get back to the hotel room tonight, we get back to the hotel tonight, I bet you there will be a poop stain right outside my door. And that'll prove it happened. And it happened. We get there, there's a poop stain. <laughs> but of everything that happened in that story, I do regret that I did not take a picture. You are the worst millennial in the world. The worst millennial in the world. I, so the I, well, as, as we he, talked about before, I'm Gen 1 millennial, so I'm just figuring it out. I'm a defective model, clearly. Yes, I think the problem yes. was he was in a position where he was an adult. If he, I had to be an adult, yeah. If he was in a situation where he was just with his peers, then probably... There'd be fucking great selfies with the oh, yeah, drunk, oh, yeah. shitty chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be... I'd be laying down, making it look like I was laying down next to her. You, taking pictures you like, wouldn't want to lay down. There was poop it was, pretty, it was a mess. <laughs> it was bad. You could put a plastic bag down and then, you know. Like, you know. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah like that. Bad, so terrible. <laughs> you can put your camera on that, on that, on that uh, picture mode where it counts down. You're like, three, two, one. You know. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. the shittiest of the shit stories I've, oh, I've ever heard. It was, it was I, crazy. I, I don't Absolutely. even, I don't even have to tell the Bakersfield story now because, yeah, you do. You absolutely do. You don't well, get out of the story just because I told the story. Yeah. I've already told it on air before. Like it's, it's, yeah. Well, he has to hear it. I'm, I'm, I, I have to re up because it's. This is what we're gonna do. Mrs. Abby's gonna give her story. I will talk about Bakersfield, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we will tackle our last topic for this evening. Okay. So, Mrs. Zappi, okay. we're putting a very impossible situation here. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I'm supposed to follow that. <laughs> yeah, tell tell the time that you pooped yourself. We all like to hear stories about pooping yourself. I don't have any of those stories, so I, I feel like I don't fit in here right now. And you weren't even with me the time that I did, so. <laughs> so we're supposed to talk about. Just uh, any travel just, story. It wasn't meant to turn in yeah. so juvenile, but truth be told, I, I didn't know if I. I know Beardo uh, should have joined us to the show before that he did join us, or mm-hmm. that story would have fit perfectly for yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that if I made travel stories a thing on my birthday that Beardo would get his chance to say it. So I knew beforehand that that story was coming, which is why I picked the topic. Yeah. So. He orchestrated the whole thing. I did. Turned it into a shit show. Yep. Do you have a favorite travel non pooping story? Well I would have to say one of my favorite um, I guess stories would be when um, we went to uh, Washington, D.C. Hmm. And Uppy was there for business. The stash and... likes to take credit for me getting to go, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> and on one particular day, I think it was 
the end of our trip there, and um, we had decided that we were going to take a little drive to Philadelphia. And I was not there. I was not. Mm-mm. So after a little playing a little hooky um, as a family, we drove to Philadelphia, and it was a really long drive. About two and a half hours, but it, there was a it, lot it felt of like tolls, an eternity. Yeah, you have to stop a lot in Maryland to pay damn tolls for their shitty state. And as being from California, you know the kids haven't really been around a whole lot of snow, like real snow. So it was super cool when we got there, and it was snowing, and it was just beautiful. And the, the but it wasn't Phil- super cold though. It was snowing, no. but it wasn't like freeze to death cold. And and Philadelphia is just beautiful. It's you know it's just so old, and you know it's just it has that charm to it. And you know it's snowing, and it's just beautiful. And the kids are just loving it because mm. you know snow, and they're throwing snowballs, and we're standing in line to see the Liberty Bell and to do all of that, um, you know, touristy stuff. And you know it's still something that we talk about today is you know the the snow and the philly cheesesteaks that we had afterwards and yeah don't go to pastrogino's i know marketing would tell you that's where you should go we went to sunny's Mm -hmm. i think on fifth avenue oh my god and it was awesome Mm -hmm. so it was just super fun Mm -hmm. day and a little little side trip from our yeah, I, I played sick from that final day of my conference. It was, it was political stuff. I wasn't political at the time. I know that might be hard to believe for those who listen to the show, but at the time I didn't care about <laughs> politics. I, I faked to score back. Yeah, I was and we drove up. <clears throat> just everybody knows. I, I heard. I heard that he wasn't very political back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got the message. <laughs> I was like, and he got a fee trip. So what do you want? <laughs> but it was fun. You want to know why? Because you got the fucking best Philly cheesesteaks that I want to try in the whole world. I want a great fucking Philly cheesesteak right now. And you know what, too? Like what Mrs. Eppie overlooked as my, far, my favorite part of that trip was how on the flight home, I got to sleep. Um, oh, I was vomiting she was from peaking. the turbulence because uh, I was pregnant. She was pregnant so. <laughs> oh, yes. That was the next because last time that... or the birth. And um, since then, I haven't been able to sleep on a flight since because I'm busy being a dad. So that's um, <laughs> it was the last time I got to sleep on the plane. It all. OK, now. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. the same time that. Yeah, it all mm-hmm. makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together now. So five years nice later. I, I thought you would have chosen something from Hawaii, so I'm actually surprised you I, I considered our our uh, snorkeling in Hawaii at Hanama Bay because that was yeah, What did he the, shit in the water and all the freaking <laughs> fish started eating his poop? Well, well, surprisingly. You would think that happened more to me, but for some reason that seems to be your lot in life. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna round nervous up. stomach. Yep, we're gonna round out the first half of the show okay. with, uh, and I don't mind retelling it because um, when this show came out, um, I think if you were to dig deep down in 
the last July, there was a episode called Bows Happen. Mm-hmm. Some of these stories were already told, but I think it might have like 15 lessons. So no one heard it. Um, so a few years ago, not 2019, but it must have been the summer of 2018, I was headed down to Las Vegas for uh, my union's annual conference. And from here in Modesto, the way I drive, we're talking maybe about seven hours. It should conventionally be about an eight-hour trip, but I don't obey the speed limits. Um, but I'm also very cautious, too. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm mid-30s at that point. I know better. I didn't overdrink the night before, and I didn't um, eat spicy food the night before. I wanted to make sure that there was going to be no pooping issues <laughs> well what happens is is um i think we had our nissan rogue at the time nissan rogue actually got pretty good gas mileage but it didn't have a big enough gas tank to make the almost 500 mile trip without stopping so from modesto to las vegas the most reasonable halfway point is bakersfield california and I was like, well, I'm going to stop here because I, I left from Modesto probably about two in the afternoon. So I was in Bakersfield about five. And I stopped for gas, light snack to kind of get me through the rest of the trip. And uh, this was the one time I was actually using the cars in dash navigation. I didn't actually use it much, but this time I was. And truth be told, I know I'm getting eye rolls. Truth be told, I <laughs> I listened to the in-dash nav about as well as I listened to Mrs. Epi because there was times where I've taken the wrong turns because I'm Michael Scott and I'm going to take it literally and drive into a lake or something. Yeah. So I thought I was getting back on the freeway, but I took the wrong turn and I ended up taking a turn down a regular business area. I mean, it was a long it seemed very dissolute, but it was nothing but businesses and it was a Sunday. So everything was shut down, thankfully, because what happened next was I'm enjoying myself. I'm like listening to music, singing out the top of my lungs and just overall enjoying myself. And I just go to fart and it wasn't a fart. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was so if I had listened to the GPS and actually made it on the freeway, this would have been a lot more of a difficult situation. So I was able to pull off on the side of the road where no one was because <laughs> Sunday evening, none of these businesses were open. So I was able to pull off to the side of the road without any leakage onto the car seats because our <laughs> Nissan Road was a leased vehicle. We didn't we weren't financing it to own it. It was due to go back to the dealership the following year. And so there I was, you know. Um, mid, I was in my mid thirties. I think I was 35 at the time and, um, I had to do it right. So there I was standing off the side of the road in Bakersfield about hundred something degrees. And, um, I was pantsless. I was naked from the waist down. Um, I'm pretty sure if anyone did see, they saw much of nothing. Um, and then I, when I did eventually, so I, I found a because you know, I travel with more stuff than I needed. So I, I took a grocery bag and I like put my box in the grocery bag. I tied it up. I used some like the water from the cooler to like wipe myself with 
the clean part of my uh, boxers. And then I got back on the freeway and um, I narrowly missed out on getting pulled over for speeding. The car in front of me got the ticket, not me. And I texted Mrs. Eppie and said, oh, my gosh, you'll never believe what happened to me. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> and her idea of embarrassing was much better than my idea of embarrassing. She thought, oh, did you get a ticket? I was like, no, I shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when I did eventually get down to Las Vegas and I got checked into my hotel, I uh, filled up my bathtub with soap and water and just let my shorts and my boxers sit in there for two days. <laughs> and because we've already gone down this route, I'll just be honest, the, the, the outline on the boxers never came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new development. That's a new development. <laughs> it's so, it was so heart-shaped in your butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. I need another beer. We have to, we have to do another 15 minutes. Yeah. It's so it's an extended to... show. Let let Mrs. Uppy go to bed. She looks tired. She wants to kill you. Uh, the next topic is going to be much more serious than this one. So we got one. <laughs> okay. But okay. we're going to take a very short break. Uh, re up on our alcohol, and we'll be right back. I was a young boy that had big plans. Now I'm just another shitty old man. But fun and I hate everything. No, well, this will fuck you. Glory takes on me, chance of it. All right, welcome back, everyone. We got new beers. Um, the three men of this show have decided to take precautionary poops while we were True. Um, so you only got probably a 30 second sound bite, but we were gone much longer than that. So we're gonna take one more topic of discussion for this evening, then uh, finish up finish up the show so this one's a little bit more serious not that the last one wasn't meant to be more serious it's just well i should have known better i i knew beard i was going to tell that story i just didn't realize it was going to turn into a shit fest a shit show as beard was saying so uh, <laughs> trying to make light of the worst possible situation we we've been stuck in covid19 for about two months now um we're still not any closer to a quote-unquote normal. But I wanted to try to take a look on the bright side of things. And so if at possible, I would like to everyone to share what has changed because of this, but in a way that you would hope that would continue on the other end of it. And, uh, for example, I'll share mine. So since, um, since Shelter-in-Place has started – uh, we have probably eaten out more than normal, um, partly because, well, I'm the one home all day now. Um, but the other part is the one thing I've noticed, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a brew pub or a restaurant, but a lot of these places have offered really super affordable family meals Yeah, uh, where you can go get a family four pack of something for $40. Now we have more than four people in our family. So we had to order a little extra, but that little extra still comes out to less than our normal evening out. So I hope on the other end of this, our local restaurants and uh, fast food joints, brew pubs, whatever still offer these sort of family style affordable meals. Uh, 
because I think it's super awesome. We ate at Habit Burger the other day because they had a family meal where you get four burgers and four fries for $25. So we did that, and we ordered an extra burger and fries, and we still came out at like $30, which hmm. <laughs> you can't feed our family for that price. So no. I hope when this yeah. is all over, hopefully sooner rather than later, in a very safe manner, I, I hope that sort of thing continues. So. If anyone has, uh, I know that's a difficult one, but if anyone has anything that they can look at positively, uh, please share. Hmm. Beardo, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Um, I hope that when this is all over, we all remember how much we missed each other and how much we wanted to be together. Um, And so I hope that feeling of humanity, that... I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to have this, this human contact. I hope that stays. And I hope that we slow our lives down and think about the things that are really important. And those are the relationships that we build with the people around us. I hope that stays. I hope it is something that everyone continues to focus on um, because I think everyone's ready to get back to seeing their friends. Unfortunately, it's not quite safe yet, but I think we're ready to to see people. And as soon as it happens, it's going to be a great day. I, I, I kind of laughed in the middle of that just because I, I have a young daughter who nonstop, just by every day, mentions Beardo's two youngest daughters. Yeah. And um, it kind of sucks where we've had nothing but time, but we can't yeah. when we could have hung out every day, but we have to be safe. So. Uh, I hear 100% to what you're saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I miss our monthly get togethers. The Beardos and the Uppies have been getting together for about a year now. um, And it's been great. One of my highlights of the month. One of the things I look forward to most. Cheers. Um, And to be honest, I've, I've never met Stash in person. I want to go see you. I want to meet you. I want to hang out. I yeah, well, go I'm good I'm just and have a good time. I'm six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds. So you know, oh, like, my dream man. Yeah, that's this is. Uh, you oh. can come sit on my lap if you want. You know, fantastic. You, you can, can tell me. My beard. You can tell me what you want for your birthday and Christmas, and I'll wrap up wrapped up into beautiful. one. And you know, and when we're all done, I'll let you give me a kiss on the cheek. So hey, you know? beautiful, Shit. love it. Come on down. It's a family yeah. reunion. Yeah. So you know, I mean, and and summer's a good time for that, and I'm I'm pretty free for summer, so I would love to to go down and and hang out. <laughs> you're more you're more than you're more than welcome as long as uh, you don't have any family members that once rode um, you know run over my son. Um, you're pretty much welcome. I heard that's okay. I heard it's okay to run over your son. I think we're blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, Uppy's, Uppy's family. This is what we call it a family reunion because we're going to get together as a family again and be reunited. And this time um, they are much older and uh, they're, they're going to play much nicer with each other. And, and instead of running over each other, I expect to see more like swings of bats or uh, long objects at each other. Like, leave oh, that alone. Oh. That's mine type of thing, you know. And now um, I just remember my brothers at that age. Um, they were very violent with each other, but. Our our it's kids like, are sweethearts. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I have nothing to worry about. What happens happens what happens what happens with kids 
you don't know how they're going to react. You just got to roll with the punches and mm. uh, be good parents, you know, and go, um, don't do that here. You can murder at home, just not in Marina Valley. That's all. Yeah. So. I was being a good parent at <laughs> and you talked me into having a beer. So I was having a beer. Yeah. We were, yeah. At <laughs> Yeah, I In know. her defense, I, know. I think it's more bad driving than evil doing. Malintent. No, yes. yeah, I, I, I know, I know, because she watches you drive, so I get it. I get it. Don't worry. You know, I can see where she gets it from. So. Well, she got no. me because I, uh, I, I rear-ended somebody last week, so she got it for me. No. Absolutely. I don't run over people, but I do run into trucks. If, if if I were to try to pull him on right now and ask him, he probably doesn't even remember until I would show him a picture. I, I wish we would have gotten video of it because it was kind of funny because he was underneath the car in a way that was like, how the, you know? <laughs> and Uppy was the only one that sprang into any action. I was like walking leisurely over there like going, oh, you're so funny. Come here. I was going to pick her up. <laughs> I was going to pick my son up. I was going to pick her up and go, oh, what are you doing? This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was fun. Um, yeah, my yeah. thing is, um, you know, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, is like uh, my, my, my great grandmother, actually my great, great grandmother, because it's um, not only my <clears throat> dad's grandma, but it's my um, grandpa's mom. So, you know, and then his, my son here now, has a great, great grandmother, great, great, great grandmother. So um, she has COVID. And uh, the only thing that really kind of um, messed me up in the sense of all of um, what's going on in the reality is like um, to die alone. Um, it's not something that I, I, I thought um, it's not cool, you know, like so when people say or meet, I meet into work or whatever, uh, and they want to talk about this is not real or whatever, um, die alone, you know, like, uh, that's the only thing that my great, my great grandmother, my Nana, she is, uh, she's lived to the day she died and, and she really did. Um, and, and so she, the only thing that she wanted to do was be able to wipe her own ass, um, until she died. Like she didn't want any help. And so now this thing is where we are at. Uh, and it, we as a family were experiencing a part that we were waiting kind of thing. Uh, like, you know, it could be next year, it could be this year, it could be five years from now, but we were just kind of there, but we didn't, we didn't expect it this way. Um, so um, visit them, uh, love them. Um, even if it's five or 10 minutes or if it's only once a week or once a month, but um, I, I, I kind of didn't do that again for a while with her, but do that even if it's five or ten minutes just go see somebody because the coronavirus and other viruses can take us from that um but not to bring us down from the birthday but with death comes life and that's what we have with our kids you know puppy um you know we have life so yeah from that Uh absolutely so So, uh, yeah any other on topic you got anything I give you a heads up. Did you got anything, Mrs. Eppy? If if not, I got something for you that you could share. If you don't have anything for this, the producer is asking you to share. Yep. 
<laughs> Honestly, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. So what, what, what I want Mrs. Uppy to do, uh, we're going to go back to travel real quick. Um, so I rightfully so take a lot of grief and shit for being a Cleveland Browns fan. But one thing I thought was super cool, and it comes up often with us, is our trip to Cleveland last, uh, I guess it would technically be fall. It wasn't truly winter yet. But I wanted Mrs. Uppy to share her non-Cleveland Browns uh, experience attending that Browns-Bills game we went to because I I think her view of things encapsulates – what it's like to have that momentary moment of joy. So if you want to share what it was like, especially towards the end, you don't have to go through the whole game, but towards the end when you were stuck holding a sleeping three-year-old, if you could share from that moment on, like game-winning touchdown and then, you know. So... As you know, I am a 49er fan, but at this game, I was donning my, it was a Browns jersey or Browns t-shirt and hoodie. And, hoodie, because you don't wear yeah, jerseys. I don't wear jerseys. They're uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, I looked like a Browns fan and um, it did somehow, it came up with, um, actually, I was in the restroom and some someone started a conversation with me and once she found out that I was from California and not actually a Browns fan, she was still really nice to me, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> That's um, nice of her. <laughs> because you don't always get that from, you know, opposing fans and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Browns were doing well, and then it got a little nail-biting there towards the end. It was, are they going to pull it out? And mm-hmm. um Little Uppy um, fell asleep. So I was sitting down, you know, it was cold. So we're covered up with a blanket. I'm trying to keep her warm. She's sleeping in my arms. And um, honestly, I don't really remember how the game went, um, but it was going to be like the game winning touchdown or whatever. And, you know, I'm just sitting there and everybody around me is on their feet because at this point the Browns have hardly won a game so far in the season and everybody, you know, and it, it's amazing because I've been in the 49er stadium where they had a shitty season and all of the fans are just sitting on their butts. The ones that are actually there and they're just ticked off and not cheering and, you know, just being there poo-poo selves about it, you know, and then we're in Cleveland where they hardly ever win ever, and the fans are still on their feet, and they're still cheering on their team, like, you know, fully behind them and, you know, just hoping for that win, and and then they make that awesome play, and they get their score, and everybody is I don't remember how the game went. Any <laughs> they got their touchdown. <laughs> they got their. I can't remember if it was a touchdown or field goal or whatever. Um, and everybody's just hugging and high fiving and just screaming, and it was like they won the Super Bowl. And it was just like to me, it was just like the Browns are the luckiest franchise to have fans like this that have such emotion. 
And just to see like the pure joy on these people's faces for something that 49er fans would take for granted. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was a really cool experience just to see the the dedication and the, the love that the Browns fans have for their team. Yeah, it was as close to a cathartic experience I think I could have. Um, and Mrs. Eppie's right. Like, we, we've been to two Niners games, and the first one we went to was that one year Jim Tom Sula was coach, and they did terrible. And they they lost. They lost to um, – who was Andy Dalton's backup? A.J. McCarron? A.J. McCarron was quarterbacking the Bengals that day, and the Niners lost to that team. It was bad. Uh, but we've also been to the Niners stadium on Monday Night Football when they kicked the shit out of the Browns last year, mm-hmm. and that place was rocking. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, to go into a, you know, a football season where we thought the Browns would be actually good for a change and we went to the game where they were two and six and there was really no reason for us to take this trip at all it made no sense to fly out to erie on a friday night um spend one day in pennsylvania and then go to a browns game and fly home immediately after it made no logical sense to do this and to have that kind of football game i'm as dumb as it sounds like you think this is all idiotic stuff but when we had our super special uh, Valentine's dinner, this is something we brought up. Just um, the thing I love most about sports and concerts is the emotion of it. Like I love going to an A's game, knowing that the twenty other thousand people there chose to do the same thing that day that I chose to do, and we're all there for the same reason. Um, that's what I love about those experiences. So to, to have actually been to a Browns game. With awesome seats, by the way. We were third row. And funny enough, and I think I shared this back in November, but if you didn't listen to that show, because it was a football show, not whatever. um, The guy in front of us was a Bills fan. And he was not a quiet Bills fan. (laughs) And there was a moment in that game when he dried the Browns head where it looked like the Browns fumbled and the Bills scored a defensive touchdown. I remember him turning around to us and said, put my baby to bed. I'm out of here. And he just left. <laughs> well, they determined that it was not a fumble. It was actually an incomplete forward pass. And then the Browns went down, scored the game when he touched down. The Bills kicker missed a field goal to tie at the end. And then uh, our, our good friend, Brenton Liberty, and uh, his friend, Big D, drove us to the airport because we had a flight to catch. And so our first flight, we didn't have a nonstop. So we flew from Cleveland to Dallas and we finally get through our gate, which seemed like it took forever. And no joke. The guy on our flight was a Bills fan who was in front of us at the stadium. And I had had enough to drink. I was in such a good mood. I decided to be a little bit confrontational for once in my life. I said, you missed a pretty good game. Why'd you leave so leave so early? And his demeanor was so different than it was at the game. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've been playing football all my life. I thought the game was over, so I left. Well, it was a hell of a finish. It was nice seeing uh, Hauschka miss that field goal to tie. 
And I'm glad he missed it because we would have not made our flight if that game went into overtime. So, anyways, I, I you know, because it comes up so often and misses up, he tells it so well. I thought. Not really. But. Not this time he didn't. He no. told it better when there wasn't any pressure. But, um, I don't. I don't do well under pressure. I'm sorry. Mm. But uh, I definitely want to take the time to thank everyone for their birthday wishes. I had a good day. And it's just good to still be alive. And (laughs) Stash muted himself. I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. I think he's trying to get someone a special cameo. I think he's trying Um, to... I'm I'm, I'm attempting a cameo here, but... uh... He's. Um, I have to bribe him with more than just a blue moon. Amazing. <laughs> I got an Oreo or something. Hold on. Uh, you can hear radio sound. So yeah. So thank you, Mrs. Eppy, for indulging my birthday wishes yet again, and being forced to tell a story you were not prepared to tell. Of course, anything for you, honey. Ah. She says, oh, "Happy birthday!" We're we're off of Uppy now. We're on the Mrs. Uppy because it's Mother's Day weekend. Yes. I think Beardo no, under actually. her. And yeah, I, yeah, we're good. So we did not because of my birthday. We didn't have time to fit in Beardo's wishes and doing a special honor your mom thing. But Beardo's Father's Day idea is still in play. So. I think it's a fantastic idea, and I'll be very sad if it doesn't happen. <laughs> is this where we all stand in a circle and jerk up. off? Because this, this is not, not jerk a each other off. <laughs> oh, jerk each other off. Then I like it already because it's the true circle jerk. Sorry, me. Um, Uppy's got a soft hands. So. <laughs> Anyone want to volunteer to edit this episode? Because there's too many, <laughs> too many wrong names involved in this one. One oh nine. One oh nine. One oh nine. Twenty. <laughs> So what's going to happen is uh, if the wives will agree to it for Father's Day, our wives are going to run the show and talk shit about us. And apparently, based on what Stash is saying, there's going to be a corresponding Zoom podcast where we're going to sit around with a circle jerk (laughs) while our wives are talking trash on us. That's just Mm -hmm, weird. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The circle circle jerk is the Patreon extra... Because you're dumb. You have to donate money for us to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to lose money because we're going to be offering it <laughs> a discount. So we're getting sued. All right, y'all. Yeah. Uh, thank you for jumping on, guys. Um, miss you all. Love you all. Thank you for the yep. birthday wishes. Um, oh, you're very welcome. We're happy to yep. be here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Thank you for using my real name too many times. And I actually have to put it into work getting the show out. So fuck you. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Mrs. Eppie, for coming back on. We miss you. Thank you. But you've been on a few times lately, so I pretty much appreciate it. And uh, until next week, uh, Beardo, Stash, Mrs. Eppie, and myself, we all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. I'm like a child looking off on the horizon. I'm like an ambulance that's turning on the sirens. Oh. I'm still alive I'm like a soldier coming home for the first time I dodged a bullet and I walked across a landmine Oh, I'm still alive Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding from the storm? Just shine a light
Cause I'm sick 